Hello, my name is Joey Butler, and I worship at All Saints UMC in Trustville, Alabama. Let's begin this week by hearing the words of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The word of God for the people of God. Our Bible from beginning to end is the story of God's good plan for all of creation and of God's redemptive plan for restoring creation to that goodness. But it's not a smooth narrative, and it's not told from the eyes of any one person. Our reading this week from the book of Numbers, chapter 7 through 21, is part of a specific arc in the story when Israel is finding its identity as God's people. These stories were probably written in their final forms hundreds of years later, when Israel was in exile in Babylon and separated from the land and all the things that represented their connection to God. These stories established the symbols of their worship and community. The tabernacle and the cloud of fire that marked God's presence there, the priesthood, the menorah lampstand, the silver trumpets that called them forth. These stories tell of the people's obedience and their disobedience, their times of doubt and rebellion, and of God's ultimate faithfulness even when the people are inconsistent. These stories tell of their movement toward the promises that God had made, even when circumstance and their own misbehavior made it seem impossible. These stories were desperately needed hundreds of years later during that time of exile in Babylon, when the people were lamenting their situation, regretting their faithlessness, wondering why God hadn't defeated their enemies, and wondering if God would deliver them from this oppression. It's no surprise that the Psalms also took much of their final form during that exile. These are poems or hymns that cover the expanse of human emotion and circumstance. They include praise, celebration, and lament, as well as joy, sadness, regret, and sometimes downright anger with God. This week we read Psalms 39 through 46. Although these are separate pieces not connected by narrative, and probably not intentionally arranged in this order, they create a nice little arc of understanding for us. The speaker in Psalm 39 complains that even though they held their tongue in the face of the wicked, the situation only worsened, and they would just as soon have God turn away so they can live out their fleeting life and be done. I don't know their details, but I think many of us have been in situations where we had to bite our tongue and still didn't get peace. That feels like a small, personal situation that any of us can relate to. These words are universal. This unease is present in many of the Psalms this week. There are cries for deliverance, pleas for help, assurance of God's faithfulness met with disappointment and distress, 
In Psalm 43, we cry, For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you cast me off? Why must I walk about mournfully because of the oppression of the enemy? Psalm 44 is labeled as a national lament in my Bible, which remembers God's mighty acts, but then turns to disillusionment and another plea to God. Rouse yourself. Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake, do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For we sink down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up, come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Even when these psalms end with a plea that can only be explained by bottomless dependence on God, they're still filled with heartbreak. Psalm 45 is very different. A love song for a royal wedding, filled with assurance of God's goodness and blessings on this union. There are indeed times when we can simply bask in that goodness. But Psalm 46 is the end to this week's collection. This arc that began with utter distress at an unresolved situation and runs the gamut of disappointment and shortcoming. Remember that God's plan is good. Remember, as Israel remembered, that God established community with them, that God dwelled with them, and that God led them to the fulfillment of the promises that God made. Whether the people were obedient or rebellious, certain or doubtful, and whether the circumstances were favorable or disheartening, that was their path in their future, and God led them to it. And that's what Psalm 46 is. Complete reliance on God and understanding that God is bigger and will prevail. We will have our difficulties and doubts, but God will prevail. Let's pray. God, thank you for your presence, for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for your Holy Spirit that's with us every day. We're thankful that you know us in our certainty, but even in our doubts, in our difficulties, in the times where we don't know how the future path can lead us to something good. But we trust and we rely on the fact that you are our refuge, that you will be ever-present, and that you will not fail. Thank you for your word, for your people who put it together, and for communities like these that give us a chance to explore it, to understand it, and find ourselves in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.